What you are about to hear has been based entirely on true stories. Some elements have been changed for privacy and or dramatization. Marie asked Arshad if he could drop her off at the Millwood Bridge. Marie told Arshad that she intended to end her life. Real stories from real back taxi drivers. Hello and welcome to Taxi Driver True Tales, a podcast where we bring you the wildest, most outrageous stories from the front seat of the cab. I'm your host, Adam Grow. I used to host a little show where I drove a cab looking for passengers to quiz for cash prizes. You can call me the cash cab guy, in Canada anyway. But for now, instead of testing your knowledge of trivia, I'm going to share some amazing stories with you. Us cabbies, we see a lot of things, so yeah, we've, we've got a lot of stories. And the best part? It's brought to you by Beck Taxi, North America's largest taxi fleet. So whether you're in need of a good laugh or just want to feel like you're riding shotgun with some of the most interesting people on the road, tune in and let me be your virtual cabbie. Sometimes being a cab driver means going above and beyond just picking people up and dropping them off. Sometimes the job description goes way beyond even helping out with getting groceries into the car. Sometimes we go the extra mile to make sure everyone gets to where they're supposed to be. This week, we're bringing you heartwarming and inspiring stories of cab drivers who have gone above and beyond the call of duty to rescue people in need. From the hilarious and heartwarming to the downright unbelievable, we've got it all. So sit back, buckle up, and get ready to ride. Not sure if you know this or not, but Toronto, Canada can get pretty cold. It's not cold all year round. In fact, sometimes it can get pretty hot. However, February in Toronto? Well, you can rest assured the weather won't be tropical. In fact, it can get so cold in February in Toronto that it becomes dangerous with temperatures dropping well below zero. On one normally chilly February day, a Beck taxi driver picked up an elderly passenger at a Metro grocery store on Keel and Wilson Street. A routine fare for sure. The passenger put all his effort into getting the cab door open and then slumped back into the seat like the achievement it was and closed the door. The passenger was friendly and evidently grateful for the warmth provided by the cab. However, it quickly became apparent that the man had no idea where he was supposed to be going, asking the driver to make several stops along the way. Now, cabbies get a lot of passengers who don't really know where they're going, but this passenger seemed a bit different. Something didn't seem right. The cabbie, concerned for the man's well-being, decided that maybe some further checking was in order. He'd hate to think his passenger, someone's loved one, was missing from a nearby nursing home or even their own home. The back taxi dispatcher advised the cabbie to take the customer to the police station. The quick-thinking cabbie told the passenger he needed to make one more quick stop. He followed the dispatcher's instructions and took the passenger to Toronto's Division 32 Police Department. When they arrived, the police officers spoke to the elderly passenger and confirmed that he was not just a nursery home resident that had recently briefly wandered away, but in fact, was a missing person. Thanks to the quick thinking of the cabbie and the assistance of the dispatcher, the elderly man returned home safely. The nursing home reached out to express their gratitude to the cabbie, dispatcher, and the police officers, 
for saving this passenger's life. I've told you that Mech Taxi is one of North America's largest taxi fleets, but I haven't told you how many Mech Taxis are on the street at any given point during the day in Toronto. I'll give you a hint. It's a lot. I know that's not a very good hint, but anyway, do you have a guess? Okay, wait, wait, don't tell me. Just hang on. I'll give you the answer at the end of this episode. Sometimes we get emails from people who want to share their own Beck Taxi stories, like this one. Hi there. I want to thank you for helping us this morning. Thank you for the kindness and good cheer of your staff. I like it already. It was for Maria going to North York General Hospital. I'm her son. We were late for a North York General Hospital appointment. My 86-year-old mother had a broken lower back and had to have an urgent bone scan that she was being squeezed in for. I was sleep-deprived last night, as my phone wasn't plugged in and died, and the alarm didn't go off. We called for a cab at 8.20 a.m., and we needed to be at the hospital by 8.45 a.m. The person on the phone was very kind and positive. The cab arrived, didn't have our phone number, but he waited 20 minutes. We finally got down by 8.40, and the cab must have just left. I called Beck Taxi again, and you immediately called the cab back, and he arrived within two minutes. He was very kind, even though he waited so long. We made it to the hospital by 9 a.m., and we are here now, and they accepted us being a little late. Thank you so much for being so helpful, and your peacefulness and good cheer through all of this. Best, from T. Aw, see? Isn't that great? I'm tearing up just thinking about that story. Thankfully, our app lets you know that we've arrived and we're ready for you, but we also know that sometimes you don't have the app, right? And if you don't have it on hand, we'll do our best to get you where you need to go. Getting you where you need to go is important to us. Now it's time for Taxi Driver Legends. We've changed some of the details, mainly for privacy reasons. But what I'm about to tell you is based on an entirely true story submitted to us. The taxi driver's day had been uneventful until he picked up a fare named Sabrina. She was a middle-aged woman, her face pale and her hair thinning. The telltale signs that she was going through chemotherapy. The driver was a kind-hearted man and noticed that Sabrina wasn't feeling well, so he offered to help her with her groceries when they arrived at her apartment building. Sabrina was so grateful for the driver's help, and they exchanged phone numbers and a few pleasantries as he helped her into the lobby with her bags. He noticed that she seemed weak and tired and offered to wait until she was safely inside before leaving. She assured him that she would be okay and thanked him again for his kindness. As he was driving away, the driver couldn't shake the feeling that he should check on Sabrina. He pulled over and called her, asked her if she was okay and if she needed any additional help. Sabrina's voice was weak but grateful, and she said she felt cared for and appreciated by his concern. Over the next few weeks, Sabrina would request the driver, and he picked her up a few more times, always offering to help her with her bags and checking in on her to make sure she was okay. She always thanked him and said that his kindness meant a lot to her. One day, the driver got a call from Sabrina asking if he could take her to a hospital in another part of town. 
She said that she felt comfortable with him. The driver didn't hesitate to say yes and picked her up. During the ride, Sabrina told the driver about her battle with cancer and how she was feeling scared and alone. She said that she had no family in the area and that her friends were all busy with their own lives. The driver listened sympathetically, offering words of encouragement and support. As they neared the hospital, Sabrina suddenly began gasping for breath. The driver pulled over and called for an ambulance, staying with Sabrina and holding her hand until they arrived. At the hospital, the driver learned that Sabrina had suffered a medical emergency and was in critical condition. He waited anxiously, praying that she would pull through. Hours passed, and the driver was beginning to lose hope when a nurse came out and told him that Sabrina was stable, but in a coma. She said that they didn't know when or if she would wake up. The driver was devastated, but refused to give up hope. He visited Sabrina every day, holding her hand and talking to her, telling her about his life and his family. He knew that she couldn't hear him, but he hoped that somehow his words would reach her and give her comfort. Days turned into weeks, and the driver's routine became visiting Sabrina during the day and driving his cab at night. He grew increasingly worried about her and couldn't help but think about her all the time. One night, as he was driving, the driver noticed a familiar figure walking on the sidewalk. It was Sabrina. He pulled over and jumped out of his cab, rushing over to her. Sabrina, you're awake, he exclaimed, tears streaming down his face. Sabrina looked confused, but smiled weakly. How did you know my name? she asked. The driver explained who he was and what had happened, and Sabrina's face lit up with recognition. You're the taxi driver who helped me with my groceries and called to check on me, she said. You were so kind to me. The driver helped Sabrina into his cab, taking her to her apartment building. They talked and laughed, and he felt a sense of joy and relief that he hadn't felt in weeks. As they arrived at her building, Sabrina thanked the driver and said that she didn't know how to repay him. Seeing you healthy is payment enough, replied the driver. On the night of November 9th, 2020, Arshad Ramzan, a night driver, received a call from Marie for a pickup on Young Street in Toronto. All seemed normal at first, as Marie quickly and quietly slid into the backseat of the cab. Something, something didn't feel right, though. The passenger, Marie, seemed quiet, a little transfixed. Only a few seconds into the ride, Marie asked Arshad if he could drop her off at the Millwood Bridge, standing some 140 feet above the cold Canadian ground below. Then, as if it were nothing special, Marie told Arshad that she intended to end her life. Arshad was deeply shaken by this sudden announcement, as you can imagine. Shocked and concerned, he tried to talk to Marie and talk her out of it. As she lamented and broke down into tears about what she described as a lonely and jobless life no longer worth living. Now, cabbies talk to a lot of people, angry, 
sad, happy. They, they hear it all, but rarely do they get a passenger in the cab asking to be driven to a bridge to end their life. Arshad knew that, well, this fare was different. He knew that Marie had more to live for. He knew that he, he had to do something. He pleaded with Marie to reconsider. He pleaded with her to realize that she would feel better soon, but nothing seemed to work. He decided that he needed to buy himself and Marie some time. He called the owner of the car, disguising it as a phone call from a friend. If this plan was going to work, it was going to require some quick thinking. In order to remain discreet and best serve this delicate situation, Arshad spoke only in Punjabi to the owner of the car calmly asking him to call both the police and Beck Taxi for help, and fast. Now that word was making its way to the authorities, all that Arshad had to do was buy some more time. Arshad had an idea. What if I have one last cup of coffee with you before I drop you off? The idea of this small send-off, as morbid as it sounds, was actually appealing to Marie. She agreed to have one last coffee with Arshad before taking her life. Arshad drove the cab to a Tim Hortons drive through A few cars were ahead of them, and this would hopefully buy them enough time for the police to arrive to help Marie finally see sense and get the help she needed. As Marie and Arshad sat in the car, as cars crawled forward in the drive through line at Tim Hortons, Arshad received a call. He spoke in hushed tones, trying not to alarm Marie. Little did she know he was speaking to the police and requesting a Punjabi interpreter. With a Punjabi translator secured and on the line, Arshad was able to speak more freely without alerting Marie, who could have jumped out of the cab and into the night at any moment. Arshad remained calm. How do you take your coffee? My treat! Marie accepted, ordering a small black coffee, a classic choice that seemed, well, darkly appropriate for the occasion. Now, with coffees ordered and paid for, they were running out of time and the police were nowhere to be seen yet. Arshad took in a deep breath and tried to remain calm still. He had helped Marie stay alive this long and he wasn't about to give up now. He took a sip of his coffee and recoiled. Oh no, they they got my coffee wrong. They hadn't. Arshad figured heading back into the drive through line was his last resort to buy even more time. He told Marie that... If this was indeed her last coffee with someone, they should at least get the coffee order right. Marie smiled, a fragile smile, and nodded in agreement. Despite the uncertainty of the situation, Marie took solace in the simple comfort of a Tim Hortons coffee as she faced the unknown. The air was thick with tension as Marie sat in the car, her future uncertain. Mr. Ramzan, however, remained cool and collected determined to do whatever it took to defuse the situation. As they waited in the drive through line, the police arrived on the scene. Mr. Ramzan handed over control to the officers without hesitation, trusting in their expertise to handle the situation. Marie seemed relieved. What could have been the last decision she would ever make was now out of her hands. The police officers comforted Marie and took her into their cruiser, turning to give Arshad a thumbs up and a nod that spoke volumes. 
Despite the uncertainty of the moment, Arshad's quick thinking and seemingly kind gesture that turned out to be one that saved a life had helped to ease the tension and bring a sense of normalcy to the situation. Cabbies are human. I mean, I know you know that, but sometimes we need a reminder that we all are. At the beginning of this episode, I asked you to guess how many Beck taxis are on the roads at any given point during the day. Now remember, Beck Taxi is one of North America's largest taxi fleets. So think about how many taxis you might see during the day. Any guesses? Did you? No way. If you guessed 2,000, you're totally right. That's amazing. At any point, 24-7 and 365 days a year, Beck Taxi has up to 2,000 taxis on the roads. That's a lot of taxis, a lot of people getting rides, and come to think of it, a lot more stories. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Taxi Driver True Tales. If you have any stories of your own to share, we'd love to hear them. You can email us at TaxiDriverTrueTales at gmail.com. That's TaxiDriverTrueTales, one word, at gmail.com. Or tweet us at BeckTaxi with the hashtag, hashtag TaxiDriverTrueTales. Who knows, maybe your story will be featured on a future episode. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on Taxi Driver True Tales.